Welcome back to Minds Matter, dear listeners. Um, I'm Ava in the studio again with Beth on Zoom over there in Australia. Hi, guys. And Noah in the studio with me as well. Hey. And today uh, we're broaching um, quite a topic, which is nostalgia. (laughs) And um, this came from Beth's mind because she was feeling some nostalgia after going back home to Australia some way about New York. So I think, well, everyone who knows me knows this. I lived in New York for five years. um, And a lot of the time I think about that and miss it. But I have this image of me in New York running around dating in this amazing apartment Mm. at NYU, like with my white lab coat in the hospitals. Um, And that's how I remember it. The lab coat? But like, actually, it was just being ghosted, like crying a lot and living in like, at one stage, I actually lived, I paid $900 a month to live like on a platform in a loft, like slash crawl space, maybe. Um, Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, So I was thinking like, so what's the brain doing um, that we remember our past like this? So obviously, that's nostalgia so Mm -hmm. yeah I was thinking why do we have this and yeah and what's going on Mm -hmm. so before we get into it I have a nice little fact about where the word nostalgia comes from um so it actually comes from the odyssey uh so when Homer was with Calypso the immortal sea goddess he was like you know you're immortal and you're what oh (laughs) What did I say? Homer. (laughs) Um, And he was like missing Penelope. And he's like, I understand she's not immortal and all of these things, but I like yearn to go back for her. Mm -hmm. So the Greek word for return is nostos and suffering is algos. So that's where the word nostalgia comes from. Mm -hmm. So Mm. we've been feeling this for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, and the so the word originated also um, from this Swiss doctor in the 17th century who was treating Swiss mercenaries who were away from home, um, and he found that like these people were having these really intense physiological reactions and vomiting and just were bedridden and they weren't able to do anything. Of homesickness. Yeah, and the only thing that made them feel better was just going home. Um, and so he coined also this term for this actual disease of nostalgia, which as Beth says, comes from like homecoming and, um, pain or longing. And doctors after that actually thought that it was like a particularly Swiss affliction. And they (laughs) thought that like they had speculated that it had something to do with the cowbells in Switzerland messing with people's brains and like their auditory system to the point where, um, other commanders wouldn't even let these Swiss people or people in Switzerland who are serving play Swiss music or listen to too much Swiss stuff because they thought that they would get this affliction. Um, So it started off, you know, with being kind of like an especially Swiss thing, but it ended up really turning into what Noah said, homesickness. Um, And after that, it kind of became morphed into this idea of more like nostalgia as we see it today 
where you're longing not just for a home place, but for a specific time in the past, um, but still that idea of longing. But for a long time, it was seen really as maladaptive. So kind of like you're thinking so much of the past because you're not able to be present in the current moment and you're not able to think about the future properly. And um, it wasn't until actually in the 2000s, really, that psychologists started seeing it yeah for being more positive but business people and marketing people have known for a long time that this is a powerful tool (laughs) because they like ads where there are more nostalgic features those products do better and that's also why there's so many um, movies of like like remakes of star wars for example because people love that and it sells um but yeah, now nostalgia has really kind of taken a turn into being seen as more positive. Um, positive. And there, yeah, and there are quite a few studies that have looked into that aspect of it. And why do you think that now it seems as more positive? Like, what made that switch? There is like one group whose studies I think we will talk about quite a lot um, today at Southampton University, who just did a lot of research into it, and they they realized that it. It, it does feel kind of counterintuitive because when I think of nostalgia, it's yeah. not necessarily a good thing because it does feel like you're thinking about the past and, and you're kind of taking yourself out of the present moment. But they did several studies where they found that it really helps with a lot of things because it kind of puts things into perspective. So I guess we'll go into that now. Mm-hmm. Beth has some Yeah, cool so um, they're actually looking at it now, like maybe it can be used as a form of therapy Mm. um because it does three main things it gives you a heightened positive mood and this because of this is because like a lot of nostalgic memories like redemption is a theme amongst it like you know you had Mm. some win or success um it also gives you positive self-regard because you're always the central role within that memory um and you get a feeling of social connectedness because Mm. also you'll agree all your nostalgia you're with others it's never like oh I was alone and you know it's always like with other people um and there's actually a really there's a fourth thing that's like not it's like being debated if this um should be included but this is actually pretty cool so they think it gives you meaningfulness so they did this study where they asked people to either read a text about like a neutral text so it was about like computer science or something very dull And then they also got people to read a text where it was like, you're a tiny speck of dust in the universe. So something very existential. And this text made people feel more nostalgic. Mm -hmm. So they think that when you're feeling like existential and like, what's the meaning of anything, like nostalgia gets induced to give you like that sense of meaningfulness and purpose. Mm. Yeah. So nostalgic memories are often very meaningful memories, but then What do you think is the link between nostalgia and existentialism? Because in a way, those kinds of things seem kind of opposite in the sense that when you're living something or you're you're having a nostalgic memory, it's typically something that really happened to you and that you can situate your life in. But I guess if you're thinking about being a speck of dust, it's kind of the opposite (laughs) other than the situating of yourself. So is that do you think that's kind of like the mediator in that relationship? Yeah, so I think it's like um, a way of of like coping with that. So 
you so it's like when you're feeling more lonely you have more nostalgia when you're feeling sad depressed and these kind of moods induce nostalgia so a lot of the studies to induce nostalgia they make you read a sad text and this brings about more nostalgia so I think in terms of the meaningfulness when you're having those existential thoughts I mean obviously this isn't all the case like you can go down a very dark path when you're having those thoughts but there's this other aspect that when you are healthy and you're able to have okay um I'm having these existential thoughts I'm going to have these nostalgic memories and it's going to make me feel more meaningful Mm -hmm. so I think it's pretty amazing that the brain has developed this tool to cope with these kinds of situations mm-hmm. so is it that when you're nostalgic that you always remember this the things or the period in a more positive way than it may actually be or have, has been yeah and that gives you a positive feeling maybe a hope a hopeful feeling for for the future also yeah exactly yeah and so as a tool, yeah, exactly. that's nostalgia as a tool then as a tool yeah. to 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 be more happy Like or to, yeah. to to I don't know how do you say it like calm yourself down or like yeah. give yourself hope give yourself a positive mood yeah I think that it, yeah I think it's wonderful also <laughs> in that aspect but it's it's still confusing a little bit to me that yeah is it then because I read something about that you feel nostalgic about a certain time and uh, it has to do with how you value the the current time as well. Yeah. So if you yeah. are viewing this this time of your life or this uh, period as not as good or not so great, then you then you are m- more prone to feeling nostalgic. Or like, but are you then also more prone to like seeing, reflecting on the past in a positive way? Yeah, that's okay. That's actually like a really important thing that I I do want to bring in, which is that. Um, especially in the 2000s, it seemed like there were all these, like, these studies saying that nostalgia is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it is doing the work. Like, <laughs> like, like you feel nostalgic. And even though, you know, it's it's supposed to be this kind of bittersweet feeling, um, and there is kind of a pain in it, it does activate the reward system, um, as Beth yeah. mentioned. Um, and it does tend to make people feel better and have all these great effects like social connectedness. But the thing is that these effects are actually really mediated by personality. And um, studies that are that have come a bit later, like in kind of the 2010, late 2010s, they've shown that it's it's not like necessarily all good, um, which makes sense because nostalgia used to be seen as pretty like a bad I thing, really bad. maladaptive. Yeah. Um, but what studies have shown is that exactly what Noah said, that It also really depends on the way that you tend to see your past and the way that you tend to be. Um, And I think that that's also a really important aspect of it in terms of the fact that it's really about the way that you're looking back on things and the way that you're building up the narrative of your life. So if you're seeing like you remember New York, for example, as being amazing because, first of all, you're a positive person in general. Anyone who knows Beth knows that. (laughs) Um, but you know, I think it's also, you wouldn't really want to look back on that as a negative time necessarily, just because it's not, that wouldn't be good for you. And there were good things about it. Um, 
But they have found, for example, which I think was really interesting, they did an fMRI study where I think it was between um, a prophet, UC Davis, and John Hopkins, mm-hmm. where they, um, they had a bunch of people listen to nostalgic music, so music from their teens. And they were trying to find a certain brain region that would correlate with how nostalgic people felt, but they couldn't find it. And everything mm. was just kind of around zero. And what they did in the end was that they ended up looking at different personality factors. So trait sadness, so how often you tend mm-hmm. to feel sad, and then also your proneness to nostalgia, so how often you tend to feel nostalgic. And what they ended up finding was that um, reward systems, when you were feeling more nostalgic for people who tended to feel nostalgic more often, they weren't as activated when they felt nostalgic. And then people who weren't really often feeling nostalgic in general, um, their reward systems were more active when they felt nostalgia. So the idea is that people who feel nostalgic more often are more likely to feel sad about it. And people who feel nostalgia less often who are just not prone to that, they feel more positive when they're having those memories, which I think is very tied to rumination. And like the fact that people who do feel these kinds of like longings for the past often you're gonna be more maybe a little more dramatic you know mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, and you probably and like you know there are people who kind of like bask in that kind of sadness yeah and, and that's not healthy yeah yeah and they've basically found that there are healthy outcomes um and health healthy coping strategies like reaching out to other people as beth said but then there are yeah. also um cases in which it's really not good to be too nostalgic and even though people in one study even though people um did feel better immediately when they were um when they had nostalgia induced afterwards after they had finished the study they felt more sad if they were prone to depression but i think that's that makes sense right because then you're reminded of something that is a good thing for you like it gives me good memories it makes you even more sad about the fact that it's not right now exactly yeah but that's why I was actually curious about how you mentioned that this could be used as therapy. Exactly. I'm curious about that also. Yeah. So one of the studies I looked at, um, because of those things I mentioned in the beginning, so they claim it's these three things, maybe the fourth um, that nostalgia brings about. They were considering, yeah, using it as a... so one of the things was if you have a patient that's feeling really lonely, mm-hmm. you could bring up nostalgic memories for, for when they were socially connected. But so that would be like a tool that they would use. Mm-hmm. Um, low self-esteem, you and maybe now I'm saying this, maybe therapists were already doing this re- without yeah. actually knowing that that's what they were triggering. Cause if you think about therapy, you do go over things, I don't know if you're having low self-esteem, they can say, well, remember you did this. So maybe that's what they were doing anyway. Whereas this paper just outlined, this could be the mechanism that was happening in those therapy sessions. And if you have a patient that's feeling, yeah, in no self, self-esteem, you can have these nostalgic memories to help, you know, boost, boost that for them. Mm-hmm. But I guess, yeah. it, I guess, I mean, if you're a therapist, I'm sure you would know, but it does, it would then have to depend um, on what kind of person you're dealing with, yeah, in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've also read that it really also depends on um, 
your attachment style. So mm. um, attachment style is was like this concept coined by Bowlby and Shaver, I believe. Um, and the idea is that um, people can be on two dimensions. The first is anxiety and the second is avoidance. And mm-hmm. anxiety is um, feeling that people will, your, your love is valued and that people value your love and yeah. care about you. Um, and the more anxious you are, the less you feel that. And then avoidance, on the other yeah. hand, is feeling that if you're in distress, someone will be able, you can depend on other people to help you out of that. And studies have shown that people who are more avoidant are less likely to feel nostalgia when they're lonely, and it's less likely to make them feel better also, which makes sense because, as you said, Beth, um, it's so tied to other people and to memories of, yeah. of you know, times that you had with a loved one, or you, yeah. you rarely will feel nostalgic for a time that you're by yourself in your room. Mm-hmm. No. So if someone doesn't really care for other people and doesn't feel like other people are there for them, it makes sense that they then wouldn't necessarily be feeling nostalgia at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So another study looked at, so I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but people, so this is how the this study came about like people tend to feel more nostalgic in the colder months I don't know if if you both have experienced that I mean benevolent winter gets pretty dark (laughs) yeah I think (laughs) I think so but I also feel like because in the warmer months like in summer life goes pretty fast and you have for me I feel like I have less I take less time to think about things in general I feel like it really it really like takes me along right. with it and um and in the winter time when I'm more at alone home in and your I, room. Yeah, alone in my room <laughs> I think those memories um or anything comes to mind more in that time and also but I right. think also because you're yeah, you're like seasonal not, I won't say seasonal depression, but like seasonal, mm-hmm. more pr- you're more prone to maybe sadness or stuff like that, which yeah. also adds to like ruminating thoughts, I think. Yeah, and making your, you're trying to make yourself feel better. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah. I know about you guys. But. Well, this, um, well, this study is actually with a university in Japan and the Netherlands, so <laughs> relevant. Um, <laughs> and... It's also an example I feel of a of a good study because they did five different studies and I'll just go through them. But basically each one found that when people felt nostalgia, they felt physically warmer. Mm-hmm. So the first one was they got people to listen to music that induced nostalgia and the ones who did versus the control said they felt warmer. Um, they then told people Warmer, to think sense, about sorry. like body temperature oh, yeah. okay <laughs> yeah funny. and they really got warmer or <laughs> they felt like they were warmer they so their bodies actually didn't get warmer but they felt warmer okay hmm. um there was another one where they told people to think about a nostalgic event and then estimate the temperature of the room and the people who were thinking about the nostalgic event versus not said the room was warmer, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. They then did one where they got participants to put their hand in water that's four degrees, so cold water, 
and then the ones in the nostalgic condition could hold it in longer because they felt warmer then they tried it again um that so then they put participants in a cold room a normal room and a hot room Mm -hmm. and the participants in the cold room um were more nostalgic so then they were asked after like how nostalgic do you feel and the participants in the cold room felt more nostalgic Hmm. then there was another one so they like really (laughs) tried a lot of everything where they called this was in japan they called people at 10 p.m for 30 days and they asked how nostalgic they felt on every day oh my goodness and then these are some some committed researchers (laughs) (laughs) it's actually a it was a pretty cool paper and then on the colder day they felt more nostalgic so i mean i think this is a good example of a good study because it's like all these different ways they tried it out yeah um Wow, and so that is that's a reason why you would feel more nostalgic in winter, just that you're a little chilly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think about it like that. That's really interesting. Yeah, I like that. But why? How? Um, why would that be? Like, it is, so it's like is, that is a, a, like a conclusion. But why? Yeah. What is the explanation? They don't really know, apart from like it's one of these things that maybe we've developed in terms of like a coping strategy but it wasn't really clear and they're like we need to do more research and also more research into like what is changing in the body like it like because i don't know if what do you guys think if you can you feel warmer just by thinking that or do you but does something need to change within the body to feel that but did they measure how like no, how they just body, oh they didn't measure their body temperatures or anything or I don't know how no, so body I'm, temperature okay. is. We're not maybe biologists. No, because biology. maybe if your body temperature is lower than you, yeah, I don't know. About, I don't know how that works actually. Or when you feel warmer, <laughs> when you feel like it's warmer outside, doesn't your body temperature tries to drop? Down? I don't know. Is that how it works, right. Beth? Resident. When you're warmer oh. outside, your body temperature goes up. <laughs> okay. Oh really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. But when you have a fever, you get cold. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah maybe we, we shouldn't try to uh, speculate on probably on something that's... very googleable yes <laughs> but no but so they didn't measure the actual body temperature didn't measure that no so also? they these were just your feelings of warmth but i'm just wondering if what could be going on mm-hmm. in the body or is it just in the brain that you feel warmer that's a good question. What do you think? I think there are other studies where they show that, you know, if something good happens to you, you do feel warmer. Again, it's one of those oh, things. Really? Yeah. Where I'm not sure. I guess I guess because, you know, when you think of something nice, you think of it being warm. And it's kind of like another chicken and egg situation. But I, I think there there have been i'll li- link in the description to the podcast to, to to look for some of these articles but i think there have definitely been studies where they've looked at um yeah feeling better when you're when you think of a a, a nice warm memory and feeling warmer in in that but type I'm of i'm curious room. if that also like is has a one-on-one relation of you really actually being warmer so feeling warmer 
is it does it always mean or never mean is there, is there any correlation between feeling warmer in that sense and also being body, like your body yeah. temperature exactly i honestly because don't know how it works i'm not be, gonna speculate because yeah. <laughs> that would be like a big thing in in in, in seeing like okay what what does happen in the body or yeah. thinking about that Okay, well, we'll we'll do some research before this goes up. Put it in the description. We'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> but, but yeah, in terms of um, other explanations for um, kind of being more more likely to reminisce in the winter months, other than just being cold. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think also the fact that you're you're kind of in this stage where you're able to um, reflect more and kind of, as Noah said, pause a little bit. Um, think about things and they've shown that the periods um, for which people are actually when people get most nostalgic across the lifespan is when there are big changes so when you're moving or when you start college or when you finish college and Mm -hmm. when you're kind of figuring out your life sort of and um, Mm -hmm. researchers have found that this is because well this kind of goes into a discussion of the self but because like things can really change and you can make really any decision um, across your lifespan, really the thing, some people say that the thing that really holds the self together is the memories that you have. Mm. And so it's this idea that when you're going through periods of big change, thinking back to, you know, good memories that you had um, as a child or as a teenager, those create feelings of continuity. So feelings of being like, okay, I can tie this narrative, you know, of what's happened to me together. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So it's like something to hold on to, like to, to keep to keep the feeling of you being you, even though your life is changing. Yeah, exactly. That's really interesting. Yeah. I really feel like... I, yeah. yeah. And one thing that was interesting about that, also modulated by, like, individual differences, is that one study found mm-hmm. um, that if you were an unhappy person, that you didn't end up getting this feeling of continuity and resolution of discontinuity from these nostalgic memories. But if you were generally happy, you were able to piece those, yeah, those parts of your life together, which is actually kind of sad. Like, I feel like, actually, (laughs) I feel like actually the research on this, because most of it, you know, on your Google Scholar is all this amazing stuff. But when you look into the actual details of it, it's like, if you're a sad person, you're going to be a sad person. Like, this is just going to make you feel worse. And that's a little bit um, depressing. Are there, so in that kind of research, are the sad people, are they still able to have nostalgic memories or are there memories? Because I think there's also, so a lot of memories we have, well, these nostalgic memories we make better than they were due mm-hmm. to nostalgia. But, you know, there are just like bad memories. And people who are more prone to being sad, is it harder for them to actually have the nostalgia because they don't remember things in this light that I think people I think people who are who are um who have more nostalgic memories actually tend to be more sad um because because there is nostalgic memories all the time (laughs) because no but because there is like a correlation between um between nostalgia and you know ruminating over things and thinking about the past um but but I you know I think that also when it comes to these things I don't know how much these things can be separated um and 
because in a lot of these studies that were these like Southampton uni studies, it seemed mm-hmm. like they defined nostalgia as being something that has positive outcomes. So if that's your definition of it, then you could say that, you know, people who are depressed, they wouldn't necessarily be feeling nostalgia from those yeah. emotions or those or well, feeling the, is nostalgia an emotion? Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, but from but from those memories. And I don't know, because for me, nostalgia, it's more definitely more bitter than sweet, I would say. But I, I don't think I'm like a sad person. I don't know. <laughs> so so mm, I don't know. I th- yeah, I don't know also. Because when Beth just, and that's the thing is like Beth talking about the fact that like, I feel like for you, nostalgia really is um, looking back on things and seeing them in a more positive light than they were. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you can also be nostalgic for things that were bad. Like for- Can you? Yeah. You don't think what, so? So how would you define, because I think that's like, how do you define nostalgia then? Yeah, I think that's an issue. But for yeah. me, I think it's really like this is this is definitely more personal opinion, but, you know, kind of informed by studies. But I think it's really about this constructing your narrative and weaving the pieces of your life together for yourself. And there's yeah. you know, there are bad moments that you can feel nostalgic for in the sense of being like, but I guess there will always be a good part to the bad. But, you know, like, because there's, like, I mean, nothing is ever one-sided. But, for example, you know, no. people will definitely feel nostalgic for bad relationships. But isn't nostalgia always, does it always have to have the the, the longing to this feeling, like wanting to go back? Or is it also, can no, it also yeah, be? I would say, no, it doesn't have to, like, I don't think that nostalgia has to have this, like, longing to want to go back. And mm, yeah. in a lot of the research they define the difference between like homesickness Mm. and 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 nostalgia so homesickness is like you know this like really wanting to go back home not being happy where you are whereas nostalgia is more like a reflection of like oh a really great time and you know this but it's not like you want to go back there you know yeah because then I feel like I can get nostalgic but I definitely have a very uh, not an objective kind of view on how the things actually were, and also what you say, like having being nostalgic about a time that wasn't really that yeah good, and like one because I felt like when I was living in like a, the smallest apartment, and I had really uh, a lot of anxiety, so I didn't do a lot with my life. Like I went to the supermarket and I went to school, and. I I I think back about that time, I think about oh I was cooking so much I learned so much about uh, uh, cooking and I was oh it was so cozy and this this is how I look back. But when I actually like when I'm being honest, I was kind yeah I was I was so paralyzed by anxiety that the, the only thing that I could do was cooking and it was actually a really hard time. But I think that if I would see it as a really hard time then I would feel less confident right now in life that I can do good and I will be okay yeah and I think that's how I really feel about that that I think okay I need to see that in a positive light not not, I don't do that on purpose but I think that that it's a Mm -hmm. mechanism if I really try to look at myself in this that 
okay, I'm, 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 I'm going to focus on those feelings because that makes me not yeah. scared of the future. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Maybe that I will have, you know, anxiety yeah. again. And I think also with the whole concept of like anxiety, this can be different for everyone. Like some people have more like a depressed side or more, mm-hmm. but I can be really anxious. And I think and when I uh, look back now and I would have to rate my anxiety in the last five years, for example, and I would have to say now in this moment mm-hmm. how anxious I would be every three months of that mm-hmm. sp- uh, specific year. I think I will rate my anxiety way lower than it actually was. Because mm. when I sometimes right. look back at um, or really think about a specific moment, I think, oh, I was pretty anxious actually also in that time. As when I think about it in the bigger th- thing, like, oh no, that summer, oh, I didn't feel any anxiety. I would never, I didn't think about anything mm-hmm. that would worry me. So... I really recognize that, like, and also, and I think that has a lot to do with keeping myself confident in, in my yeah. ability to be okay and, and and to be positive. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the thing. Like, again, what I said. Like, I just I just feel like I have I just feel like I doing talking about it now. I feel like I have an opinion about what, what it what makes up nostalgia, and I really think that you know it's just part of this broader spectrum of like autobiographical memory where and memory in general where like you know I think there's a quote where someone says again I'll put in the description that memories aren't about data and information they're about meaning and so when you're saying you know that you actually don't have an exact you know scale on which you were anxious that's correct but you're integrating that memory into who you are now and also I think an important aspect of nostalgia is the fact that it not only makes you feel better in the present if you're relatively well adapted um, but it also it also is really future oriented as Noah said where you're saying okay you know maybe I will become anxious in the future but in the past I was able to handle that and you know in the past I can even feel nostalgia for that time where I actually wasn't doing well but I was able to get through it and now I feel like it was fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. that's that's another thing I also wanted to talk to you guys about is I feel like sometimes when I imagine um, the future, I have mm-hmm. a feeling that's almost like nostalgia. And there's actually like a quote that is basically exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you guys know? Um, do you guys know John Green? Yes. Yeah, he's like the a falls yeah. in our stars. Yeah, he's so he's like too. a young adult novelist um and he wrote yeah the fault in our stars um shout out bench in amsterdam <laughs> and and also this other book looking for alaska which oh. was yeah which my, was, which was the, the, the biggest like literally <laughs> experience in my puberty exactly like, oh my god yeah and for me like this book um because you know also you tend to be more more you tend to feel nostalgic more for things that were in your teen years actually because of there were those formative years yeah and so yeah, yeah and you also romanticize those things and that's also a big part of nostalgia I think is romanticizing yeah. um but this book like probably a lot of other teen girls who were teenagers when I was a teenager was like this huge thing and it was you know very angsty but in this book, there's a quote, I think, by Alaska herself, I think, where she says, where she says, imagining the future is a kind of nostalgia. 
But the thing is, Beth, stop laughing at me. I can see you. But the thing is, <laughs> I'm no. like going. Oh, I, I was. I forgot about this book, and I think, oh my god, this was my life. So yes, like really but beca- but I think. I mean, obviously, it's like a young adult novel and whatever. But I think it actually is has like a lot of intuition in it. In the fact that you know when you're when you're remembering anything from your past, but also especially when you're feeling such an intense memory where you feel nostalgia, you're projecting yourself into that past yeah and then the same thing happens when you're thinking about the future you're projecting yourself and really what you're doing is like as we said like preparing yourself for the present but also preparing yourself for the future there's always other people involved and there's there's a theory about this I think it's called effective simulation where you're actually kind of rehearsing things that could happen Mm. and things that have happened to you like and sometimes you know when you're thinking about a memory you think of what could have happened also and it's kind of practicing and seeing what that outcome would be if you had done this or if you did this in the future you know and I feel like this kind of temporal projecting of yourself past or future can have the same effect and I think that that's why there are these benefits to nostalgia is that it really does prepare you to go into your next steps just like just like thinking about the future would but how similar do you guys think those are yeah, no, actually, I would agree because I think nostalgia for me also gives me like a sense of hope, if that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> now Ava's laughing at me. So <laughs> No, because because I feel like it reflects your personality because you're so, you're so <laughs> happy. Like, you know, you can tell. <laughs> if this was visual, you could all um, tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, I think, yeah, I agree. I think when I look back on my time in New York and even Amsterdam, which was very tumultuous, um, I still, yeah, I I do then think, yeah, I can see me also projecting to the future in that same, in that same way and and being excited about it. And yeah, it, it is memories where I was with people feeling connected a lot of redemption um, and and <laughs> and these kind of things so yeah I, I think maybe John Green is on to something yeah okay <laughs> I don't know I feel like that the thing that you guys said about the I also read that that it's also that's always also with other people and having to do with like social connectedness or something I I'm like okay I I, I get that and I believe that but I I feel like I also have nostalgia about things that weren't with other people. Really? Yeah. Because a lot of the time when I think about, for example, what I talked about last time as well, that I always used to go to the horses. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's so stupid. But I really, I can feel really, okay, this is really sad. But when I can, when I can, <laughs> when I can, when I'm not able to sleep, <laughs> what I do is really actively think about um, from start to finish like going to ride a horse so starting with yeah. brushing the horse and then uh, putting okay. on the set yeah so I, and all the steps and then I always fall asleep doing that always. but do you feel nostalgic for that I it sounds like boring so you put like no, boring yeah. in a comforting way so you sleep yeah, it's, it's definitely really comforting mm-hmm. because I think but I think it has to do with nostalgia feeling that uh, I can I, I can really feel nostalgic about that time. Mm. About it. I really I really like that, and 
And I also want to talk about the, well, I can feel nostalgic about the time that I was living in a small apartment and mm-hmm. I was only cooking. I I live I, I didn't live alone, but I didn't in that feeling or in that uh, memory. I don't. F- the focus is not on the social aspect of that. Mm. So I'm curious to find out maybe now because we're talking about it now and it comes to mind. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll look something up about when is this? When is it? What does it mean? Or is it you know what is it when you're not feeling any? But it's not a social thing. I think for me, I think like. That because, you know, I, I, I definitely take the stance that we're highly social animals and that mm-hmm. that's like the ecology that we have is the only thing that anyone has in common with anyone else in terms of where they're living is that there are other people around. And so mm-hmm. I think that most of the time, the memories that are really important for you and that hold a lot of meaning for you, they're going to involve other people. And that's why I think a lot of those memories do involve other people is just the fact that those are important moments. Yeah. But again, if you're, you know, if there was a time in your life where you really developed as a person and you feel like it's really important for who you are now, then I think it makes sense that you, you know, you could also feel nostalgic for something that you wouldn't necessarily involve other people in just yeah. because it's important for the creation of who you are in the present. So it's like more the creation of who you are and then that involves other people a lot of the time, but it doesn't necessarily always have to and then it could still be you can still be nostalgic about it. I think so, yeah. yeah. Because I really do think it's it's more about who you see yourself as and who and what moments kind of shape that. And again, that's why people have like in general in memory, there's kind of a retrieval curve for the memories that you have like when you're older. And there's something called the reminiscence bump around like 15 to 22, maybe, um, or maybe even a bit younger, where if you're asked to draw random memories, like in your 70s or something, or even now, you'll draw more memories from that period, that like critical period where all these things are changing. Um, And there are also more nostalgic memories from those times as well. Mm -hmm. And those times, like that's when you're, you know, angsty you're stressed (laughs) you know boys friends like the whole thing going to college you know everything is is so full of meaning and shapes you so intensely and I don't think you necessarily have to have other people for that but because normally those good times are with other people or those hard times are with other people so I think that's why mostly there are other people but if it was also in the nostalgic memory you always place yourself really as like a core mm-hmm. element like uh, the, the the lead role in the in the yeah things maybe that's more what i mean when i say that it, that it doesn't because i don't my my i feel like my nostalgia never focuses on other people yeah because it's about yeah. figuring out yourself and figuring out like what you had in the past right. and yeah and i think you know it can be rewarding and the the neural studies also show that um how strongly because it's basically characterized by the fact that your memory system so the hippocampus will be quite active as well as um as well as the reward systems and the amount of nostalgia that you feel correlates with how strongly those two areas are connected Mm -hmm. so and I think there probably is an inherent reward in kind of feeling like you're you're figuring yourself out and also thinking about yourself we're also selfish let's not forget about that (laughs) (laughs) and our triumphs like they said, that a lot of we think a lot about the when we think about the sad times, 
that we really in our when we're nostalgic we really focus on like the, the the positive outcome that, that that came in the end of the set time or something like that like our triumph yeah. that that like because you see it more in the the ho- the whole context instead of like in that period you right. might be feeling sad and and yeah. then afterwards you can say okay yeah i lived in for example i lived in new york and i was living in this shitty place but it was so uh meaning you know it was when i got out of it i I really learned so much from that also and like in the moment itself maybe you you really found that to be annoying (laughs) but then you also (laughs) you know you you can get the lesson from it when you when you are out of it and maybe that also shapes the memory no, you're completely right, and I think that that's why I said that I think I feel nostalgic a lot for sad times or, like, just, like, not very good times mm-hmm. is because, like, I'm just thinking, you know, when I'm riding my bike and I'm <laughs> or in the shower and I'm being <laughs> dramatic, like, um, that I think I do, you know, when you have, like, conversations with yourself, <laughs> I think that I do end up, you know, thinking about these these negative periods, but then resolving them. You know, and exactly. thinking to the point where, you know, yeah. things were bad, but now, you know, we've gotten to this point and things are fine now. And the outcome of it ended up shaping me to, you know, be able to respond to this in this way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that is that. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the, the bittersweet, the bittersweet element of it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Um, so we do a little conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to conclude, Bethany? That's mm-hmm. not her name. <laughs> I think we lost her. Um, I've got to be honest. My Zoom connection isn't amazing at the moment, so um, yeah. I can't hear. It's very well. <laughs> yeah, you've been cutting Sorry, out a little bit. <laughs> but you're all the way across the that? world. We're just saying if you want to do a little like conclusion on recap. Um, actually, I have some and a, a nice sad thing that I think is nice to share. So obviously, I was researching this podcast and my granny called me up and she's just moved to a home and she was telling me that when she goes to sleep every night she thinks of like when she used to walk on the beach with me and my brother Mm. and also if you know me I cry a lot so I started crying (laughs) and she goes no Beth it's it's not sad it makes me feel really warm and and safe and and loved Mm. so I think that yeah it's like so I think also Nostalgia can be a very, like, I think that it's a very beautiful thing. Mm. And that's my conclusion. <laughs> I think Just that, a little bit like no, when I, I think, think about that, horses when I've tried to fall asleep. Yeah, that's exactly what, how Noah felt. Like, I think yeah. that, you know, and it, it's, in, you know, and, and also elderly people have it a lot. And I think it's important at the end of a life to remember these things and, like, yeah. I think it's a you know you do want to carry that nostalgia with you yeah I think that comfort is a very important aspect of it because you're getting to sit with you're getting to sit in your mind with you know people that you loved and a time that you valued and a time that you lived so you're comfortable in it um yeah yeah, I think that's 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 actually a, a something that I didn't really see mentioned in studies the idea of feeling comforted yeah yeah, and well, I think that's why um, we have another study so to much, run. There's so much. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was also thinking, oh yeah, nostalgia because we think we're talking about it now for adults, I think, or like young adults, older yeah. adults, but like older, older people. 
Mm. Yeah. Massage would be also have a very different f- yeah. um, form in their lives, I think, than in our lives. Yeah. But I think that's a whole another well, hours to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have nostalgia about Minds Matter one day. Oh, mm. that's sad. <laughs> and we'll be listening. I don't like <laughs> forcing our grandchildren to listen to it. And they're like, oh, my God, not again. They're like, where's the 4D? Like, how come I can't smell you guys? Yeah. <laughs> And this is nostalgia uh, for the future. You feel that? Yeah. I'm just picturing yeah. myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, we went full circle. <laughs> um, all right. So so nostalgia, as we've established, is kind of this bittersweet feeling that typically will make you feel better. It's associated with the reward yeah. systems um, in the brain, as well as, of course, you know, the memory systems. And we tend to feel it when it's winter time <laughs> and we're cold. Um <laughs> No, but we tend to feel it in times of big change and when we're maybe feeling down, especially for for people who don't often feel upset, I think. And um, yeah, it it, it tends to make people feel better. So if you want to sit with your nostalgia and bathe in that for a bit, dear That's okay, you can do that. Go for it. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, I think the song for our Glacio song is quite nostalgic in a way, maybe more so for Beth because... It's for, yeah, true. Very nostalgic for me, actually. But I do think it's it's quite nostalgic. So yeah. All right, Glacio, take us out. Mm-hmm.